And we should put a reserve sign in the seats, and then the people want them. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> Where's James? Jot that down, if you please. Uh, anyhow, that's all for me. Thanks for coming. How about cell phones? Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a huge one. I almost forgot. Thank you for reminding me, Jesse. Yeah. It, please, please, please silence your cell phones. If your cell phone goes off, we're going to make a big deal about it. It's going to be really embarrassing. Uh, same thing, food or drink, please, uh, no food or drink in here. Same thing's going to happen. We see you sipping on some soda or something like that. We're going to make fun of you. It's going to be really uncomfortable and really awkward. Um, <laughs> so just don't do it. What a mess. Uh, but besides all that, <laughs> thanks for coming. Happy Sunday. <laughs>
be aware, not in your head thinking about tomorrow or yesterday because it doesn't exist. So you want to practice being in the presence of God. God said, come into my presence. And so just totally relax. And we, from the top of your head, just relax. And become aware of the top of your head. Become aware of your eyeball relaxing in the socket. And when I say relax in the socket, just mean relax. As though you're about to go to bed at night and take a good sleep. Just relax. And traveling down the body, let your tongue relax in the mouth. Just let it relax. Totally relax. Travel all the way down the shoulders. All the way down your arms to the tip of your fingers. Some You may feel a little warmth. You might feel nothing. You might see total darkness. You might see the light. But whatever happened, you are the observer. You are becoming the observer. Let yourself breathe. You don't have to force yourself to breathe. Just let yourself breathe. You breathe naturally. Totally relax and let yourself just melt in the chair. And traveling all the way down your legs, your upper legs, just being aware. It's like energy traveling all the way down your body. And that's the energy of God, that's love. Traveling all the way down your legs, just being aware of it. All the way down to the tip of your toes. Totally let go. Don't hold on to anything. There's nothing, no one, or anything that's that important that you need to hold on to it. You always want your glass to be empty. Always. So with your eyes closed, you're relaxing. I want you just to become aware of the center of your forehead. Just stand back and be aware of those thoughts and see whatever the first thought that comes. It's like you're standing on the sidewalk looking toward your home and someone is breaking into your home, but they don't see you observing them. That's how you want to observe the thoughts. Right above your eyebrows, just relax and be aware of that. Look toward there, but don't try to control any thoughts. Don't um, don't concentrate on any. Don't try to pick out the good ones and let the bad one go. Don't try to um, suppress them. You are not your thoughts. It's just you escaped into your thoughts when you were traumatized. Because at first, as a little kid, you operated and lived by the wisdom of God. Then you were traumatized, you escaped into your imagination. As an adult, it's time to repent and come out and come back to 
the wisdom, the light of the Father. So just whatever thought comes, and by you being aware of them right now, looking for the first thought, you might not get any because you're aware of them. <clears throat> but if you do, let it go. Don't hold on to it. It's like you're literally sitting back at home watching a movie. Good movie. You're sitting on the couch watching it. Different scenes are coming and going. And then they go to commercials and they come back to the movie. All you're doing is observing the movie. The movie is happening on its own. Likewise with the thoughts. You are not your thoughts. You have never been able to control them or anything. Now you just want to observe them. Right above your eyebrows, just be aware that if you're standing back in your and looking toward the center of your forehead, the real you, looking at the not you. And this is all to it. It's no more or no less. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. You learn to be still and observe. And then during the day when you're working or hanging out or having breakfast, dinner, lunch, whatever you do, or you're talking to someone on the phone or in person, you want to be aware, practice being aware. And so if you go in your head while you're talking, don't make it a big deal, just come back and be aware. I recommend when you first start out, 10 or 15 minutes, and as you grow in the spirit, you'll be able to sit at time for an hour. An hour is enough. You, if you want to sit long, it's up to you, but uh, even in the scriptures, Christ said, you guys couldn't even hang out for an hour. You went to sleep, right? So just pray for an hour. But when you first start out, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and let yourself grow into it. You will. And, and um, in the beginning, you, you, you do the prayer to work out, but then you might get stressed out at work or somewhere. Just take a moment, go to the bathroom, sit, and come back to reality. Come out of the darkness into the light. So what I want to do is just be quiet for a few minutes, one or two minutes, and let you become aware of the sounds around you. Let yourself breathe and totally relax. So we'll be quiet for a couple minutes. Let your hands relax on the lap. You really want to become the observer of life. You're not the creator. God doesn't need your help. He make all things happen through you. He just needs you to be available instead of lost in your head. 
you were created so that he could create love through you. And love conquers all. So this is all to the prayer. You don't need to add or take away from it. It will become easier and simpler. Oh, and I want to say that sometimes when you're doing it, you know, if you throw up or start shaking or whatever, just let it happen because the light is shining on the darkness, on the ego, and the ego doesn't want to die. And so spirits have made a home, made a home in you. The light is causing it to leave. So whatever is happening, don't freak out Satan and tell you, oh, my God. Whatever, right? Just relax. You'll be fine. Unless you got some type of medical condition, then see a doctor. But just relax. I highly, highly, highly recommend you do this every morning when you first wake up. Get up and wash your face if you want and go sit and do it. Or every night and every night before bed. And during the day, in the middle of the day, if you get caught up, take a moment to yourself. It doesn't take but a second, a minute. So this is all to it. And it will get easier and easier because eventually you're going to find yourself living in the light. And the light is the love of God. His, his energy, his, his life is everything. You'll be surprised what you remember and everything. It's going to be amazing. So I highly recommend you do it. It's up to you. If you do the other prayer, shout and hoop and holler, do that and then be still and know God. Everything was created in stillness, not in overreaction. Alright, so you can slowly come out of it. Over your eyes, if you want to stretch a little bit, you can stretch. But that's all to it. If you want to hoop and holler, do a little hoop and holler. And see how far that gets you. <laughs> but if you really want to know God, be still and know. He doesn't need you to control anything. All right? That's amazing. Now I got to wake up. So, any questions about anything? No? Well, we can go home then. <laughs> All questions are answered. Um, any new people here for the first time? Oh, good. And what's your name? Brian. And how do you hear about us, Brian? I saw you on Bishop. Oh, Bishop? Yep. Oh, good, man. I saw you on Bishop. And where you, are you from LA? Kansas City. Really? Wow, welcome, man. Thanks. Any questions or nope. disagreements or anything? Nope. Well, welcome. Thanks. If anything comes up, let me know. No. All right. Anybody else? Right here. Solomon. Solomon. Yeah. Nice name. Thank you. I've called in before, so you might remember me. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember the name. Yeah. And that was you. That was me. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming. You're welcome. Where do you live? Desert Hot Springs. Desert Hot. That's out by, by Palm Springs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's nice out there. Oh yeah, but it's gonna get hot pretty soon. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, may any questions? Thank you for coming. Uh, were we supposed to bring a Bible? 
I'm sorry? Were we supposed to bring a Bible? You, you came to church without the Word? <laughs> what the? Yeah, it's on my heart. Oh, it is? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. No, you didn't have to bring it. All right. <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I bring mine once in a while. Right. Yeah. Thank uh, you for coming. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Any it's good to be here. Any disagreements or anything? No, I'm... Uh, one thing I agree with you a lot on is I don't believe in the Trinity, so there we're, we're one right there. Right on. So that's good. So, How's yeah. your life going? Uh, good. I'm just working from home right now, and you know, me and my wife, and uh, and that's it. It's, it's on cruise control right now, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So it's it's good. Well, I'm glad to see you, Solomon. Thank you. Good to see you too. You too, buddy. Yeah. And you're the wife. I am. What's your name? Magali. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Magali. Yeah. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, yeah. Any questions or disagreements or anything? Uh, no, just trying to listen to you. And, um, yeah, at the beginning when I started listening to you, I had some doubts about you and your thinking. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um What were your doubts, some of your doubts? Well, the way you speak about women, (laughs) and I could say that I was pretty much going towards a feminist way before I met Solomon, and um, and talking to him and everything, he he made me realize how that's just the way of the world thinking right now. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and we, I found he found you first, I guess, through a friend. And this was probably just like two months ago or less. Right on. And I've been listening to you like almost every day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, at the beginning it was like, what is this man talking about? But and I, wh- I can see you have a lot of truth. Give me an example of something that I said you disagree with. Uh, uh, just about women having hate and not and their love not being true. Right. And I don't feel like that's true until this day. I'm still trying to listen to you and just... Oh, so you think that women have love? I could see how, as mothers, we are a little bit um, overbearing. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. What am I doing? Okay, so um, I, think, I think yesterday... Was it yesterday? You talked about um, the mother in um, and the policewoman trying to uh, clean up the streets from the homeless, right? Oh yeah, they and want they were giving them they gift want to cards. They pay the homeless people to clean up, right? That that has to come from a woman. And you said. They just want to feel good and all this and that. And like, that's true. As mothers, <laughs> we want to do things for our kids. And sometimes it is so that we can feel yeah. good. Oh, I'm such a great mother. Right. And I've been like that with my two sons. But yeah. um, I could see that. But I like those are some things that I would say, that's not true. But now <laughs> I'm seeing it. Yeah. And I could see it in my mom, how she's being a little bit overbearing with my little sister. Yeah. but. But she's 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 a good mom, but I could see it where she uh, kind of wants to make her, her husband. Yes. But um, an overbearing woman is not a good woman. Yeah, I could see that a lot in my mom. And um, have you gone and forgive? So now you see I don't hate women. Yeah, I see that you don't hate women. And do you see you that just women don't like have them? No love. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
you just don't like them. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Um, um, do you see women don't have love? Yeah, we do, Jesse. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, we do. I'm kidding. You do have love? I do. And where did you get it from? From God. <laughs> and how did God give it to you? By knowing him. By knowing him? Yes. Are you a Christian? I am now. Oh, yeah, okay. And yes. did you go and forgive your mother? I have not. Well, why are you going to have love then? I so, don't know. I just do. <laughs> you don't know how you just do. I just do. Why have you gone and forgiven your mother? If you loved your mother, you would have gone and forgiven her. Well, like so many other callers on your show saying, oh, my mom was a good mom. And I know you say, oh, how was she good? She was perfect or that. Of course not. But. Well, she, well, now you know she's no good because she's turning your sister to her husband. I can see that. And so would a good mother do that? Uh, no, good people wouldn't do that. No. Right. I'm not saying that mother? she's mean, but. I'm sorry? I said I'm not saying that she's a mean person, but. Um, oh, she's mean. <laughs> <laughs> You're somewhat. See? Uh, are you afraid to go and forgive her? No. Well, why haven't you? I just haven't, like, well, I thought about it, but at the same time, I I feel like some of the callers, like, I don't see the need to. But I guess I'll just work on it. <laughs> you don't see the need to go and forgive her? Yeah, no. What does that mean, you don't see the need to? Uh, she was a single mother, and I just felt like she worked hard for us, her life. Um, so when God said, if you have anger against anyone, go and forgive them, you're like, I don't see anything to God. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, that I don't feel like I have anger towards my mom. You don't? No. And so you don't hold anything against her at all? She did her best. Do you hold anything against her at all? No. Maybe just like the dating around with boyfriends and things like that. You dated around with boyfriends? My mother. Oh, you hold that against her? Probably, yeah. Yes or no? I didn't like it, so yes. All right. So why don't you go and forgive her for that? Okay. I'm sorry. That's a good choice. Huh? That's a good um, yeah. way of putting it. Yeah. I'm sorry for hating your mom for being a slut. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mom, you've been a slut your whole life. <laughs> well, uh, Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> I, don't think she would think, I don't think she would think that. But, but yeah, I think she knows now because she's uh, turned into... Um, uh, she's a Christian now, so oh, she Lord. knows her. she was in the wrong for all those stuff. Can you yeah. guys hear me? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so you need. I recommend go and forgive her for being a slut, because parents are not supposed to be sluts. Right. And, and fathers are not supposed to be slut makers. Right. So go and forgive her for that. Are you doing the silent prayer? Uh, I do prayers. How about the silent? Not the silent prayer. And why not? Well, I do do it in silence. So <laughs> my prayer, but um, it's a good. Thing to integrate. Do you a little hoover and hollering, and when you're done hooping and hollering, then calm down and know God. Okay. Do both until you see the right one, the one you that works okay. for you. 
Yeah. So will you go and forgive your mother now? Yes, I think that would be a good um, thing to say, to uh, forgive her for. Yeah. I highly recommend it since you have kids because if you don't, God, not, God will not forgive you and you'll end up destroying your kids. Right. Uh, that's the thing, too, that I think that um, I know my kids could probably have a lot of stuff to forgive me for, too. Yeah. But I think I can't make them come and ask me, right? They're still pretty young, too. So. How old are they? Uh, 16 and 18. Oh, they're old enough. Right. Yeah. Um, I you... know my son doesn't like me listening to you. He's like, how could you listen to this man? Yeah. <laughs> when you say, like yesterday, you said, oh, whenever um, we let women vote, like that's. We that let women we bo- were, vote? Yeah. What a horrible mistake, huh? <laughs> if I, can, I don't know yet. When I become president, I'm reversing that. Okay. That's going to be my first executive order. Well, I'll, I'll try to. But don't tell the ladies that until after I win. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Because if I tell them in advance, they might not vote for me. And my son was listening to it yesterday <laughs> with me. He's like, how could you listen to this man? And just walked away. <laughs> but, Yeah. That's pretty much it, and thank you for... Yeah, I apologize to them for the lack of patience with them. They said, hey, I was wrong. Oh. And, and, uh, and then at some point, they may realize, yeah, that's true, and they'll come back and forgive you. Okay, so I could do it myself first. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, now that we're talking here, Solomon is not their father. Who? Solomon, oh. my husband. He's, He's not the father to you. What? Yeah. We're remarried, so this is, we're not, <clears throat> I've been married before. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you've been married before, too? Well, I wasn't married. You had your dad. kids out of Willa? Yes, I did. You had two? Yes. Out of Willa? Yes. Slut. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, one of you, I was. you became like your mama. Right. And then that's, that's what, what I. That's what You become like what you hate. That's what I told my son. It's like, don't you see how, like, wrong, how things are wrong? Like, yeah, I've had you guys out of wedlock, and yeah. now your dad and I are separated, and stuff like that. And he says, well, you're, you're a good mom. You've been doing good. And I said, yes, but all of that wasn't good. And now yeah. you guys were raised in a household where it's just me and your dad is separate. Yeah. But, yeah, I've always tell them that it's... um. Whenever my youngest son would kind of want to talk about his dad in a bad way for resenting him, he doesn't know that, right? But right. Um, I was just trying to tell him that it's that's not that way, that he's just yeah. your dad, and dads are different than moms. And Otherwise, he's going to have a hard life. Yeah. Is he able to see his father? Yeah, they're, they're very involved with him. Oh, okay. I mean, he's very involved They both with have him. the same father? Yes. Okay. And so they're able to see him? Yes. How do they feel about the stepfather? They don't like that he's a Christian. Because <laughs> I didn't raise him with anything, like just like myself. Oh, so yeah. they're like little atheists? They're not atheists, but <laughs> they, do, they do believe in God, but nothing more than that. Oh, they believe about God, but not in God. Yeah, they don't know God. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's what I was trying to say, that... Um, I do feel very guilty because when I was with their father, I did end up cheating on him after like 12 years. You're just like your mama. Yes, I am. <laughs> you, you better <laughs> hurry up and go over there. Right, right. And that's, 
that's ultimately why we separated. And I do feel guilty that because of something that I did, yeah. they weren't raised in yeah. in a home with him. So um, I, I, that's what I was asking Solomon. Do you think I should tell them? It's already been like what eight, nine years. Should you tell your sons that you cheated on the father? Yeah. No, you should tell them he left because of me. Right. Not because he was all mean and nasty, and not because he didn't love you. He left because of me. Right. I do I, always You don't need tell to tell them that you cheated. Okay. Unless somebody or another, they find out, right. and then they ask you if you've got to be honest about it. That's up to you. Okay. But they don't need to know that much. Okay, good. You know what I mean? Okay. And don't feel guilty about it. It's right. enough to know that you were wrong, because in that fallen state, we literally can't help ourselves. We don't have the power of God right. to work on our behalf, so we can't help it. So stop judging yourself for it, because guilt comes from judgment. Yeah. And just like you can't judge others, you can't judge yourself either. Yeah. And that's Satan trying to use that guilt to make you feel bad. That's yeah, not like from God. About two years after that, I thought, like, you know what, I, I can't do anything about it. It's been done. I've been trying to just leave it behind. But yeah. now that I've heard you and how... Um, you say that kids need their father and stuff like that, then it's kind of bringing it back to me of, like, I need to, especially my younger son, because he's saying he's a homosexual. He's 16. Your younger son? Yeah. yeah. He hasn't acted out on it, but he's told me he's a homosexual. And, like, I see how I probably kept him too close to me. Yes. And I see that he's probably taking on my spirit somehow. Yeah, 100%. And... um He's very, um, he, he's like not a girly boy, but, um, did you say he's a girly boy? No. <laughs> but, um, I could see that. Is he, is he becoming a transgender? No, 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 <laughs> he yet. says he, he's, he knows he's a man and he likes to be oh, a man. Yeah. Well, let him know he's not a homosexual. Right. He has taken on your spirit. Right. And that because you made him. Uh, turn toward you and away from his father. Right. Tell him that's not who he is, and so don't start calling himself that. He can get over that. I do tell him that. Yeah. I know it's going to take a little bit of time, but I'm hoping that he'll realize it. Did you tell him it's because you turned him away from his father? No, I didn't tell him that. Yeah, he. You, when you turned him away from the father, you took on your spirit. So he feels like a woman on the inside because that female spirit, but that's not who he is. But the world tells you that's who you are, you know. So they got you admitting to all the wrong things, you know. Calling those things be not as though they were. And we're justified by words and we're condemned by them. So if he calls himself that, that's what he's going to believe. Right. And the world is waiting to confirm it. Yeah. But if he knows that that's not who he is, it's just that he resent you and he's taking on your identity, turned away from his father. He has a chance of overcoming it. He will right. see that something's wrong, but he won't identify with it as though it's from God or that it's good. He would know that it's wrong. Right. I, I did have a conversation with him about two weeks ago, and we were back and forth, back and forth. But at the end, I did tell him, so you just, you just know that it's wrong, right? And after about like thirty seconds, he answered, "Yes, I know it's wrong." Nice. So right on. I left it at that right yeah, there. Don't judge him. Uh, he literally can't help it because he right. has a new identity. 
Right. But the beauty is you are talking to him about it. Yeah. And not in a way where it'll make him judge himself either. Right. He would just see that as a spiritual thing. And once he returned to the Father, God would take that away from him as well. But he got to love his Father. He has to forgive you and then love his earthly Father. And then everything else is easy. Right. Well, That's amazing. Isn't that like amazing? It is. I, I just hope he... God could reveal himself to him one day and let him know what he created him to be, which right. is a man, and that he could just live in that and not be confused. And like you mentioned, it's because they're sort of like women that they're seeking their father. Yeah, I could see that probably in him, and that's actually, I, I'm thinking that's what he's seeking, his father. I'm not saying he, that they he, have a bad relationship, but... He's looking for a father's love. Yeah. That's what he's yearning for. I think so. Well, the beauty about it, he can have a conversation with you about it without being judged and put down. And, and he, can't, he can't say, oh, you're judging me and become angry because that would drive him into it. But if you're right. telling him, no, you have my identity, I was wrong, I'm sorry about it. Right. You need to forgive me so you can be free and forgive yeah. your father for not being there. Yeah, every time I can or whenever he feels a little bit open, I'll talk to him about it just yeah. as normal. And then once he gets tired of it, I'll just kind of stop and leave it That's at that. That's right. Don't force it on him at all. Yeah. Well, let's see how things... And I highly recommend you go and forgive your mother so you can come back to yourself. And then God will work through you with your son. He would love to come through that. That okay. can help your son. But I'll, you got to go face your mother. I'll do that. Are you afraid? Afraid? To face your mother? No. Nope. All right. If you do, take your husband with you. <laughs> <laughs> Does she like him? She likes him. Uh, take Solomon with you. I, I met him because of her, so. You married Solomon because of your mother? No, met him because of her. Oh, what happened? Well, she gave him my number. Oh, she did. Yeah, we were at a religious festival. And she put a number on my windshield, and I didn't know who it was. And I, I was like, who is this? Because the women that were there at the time were older, and so I wasn't interested. <laughs> and her mom came up to me, and her mom's a good-looking older woman. So I said, oh, she's all, I want you to meet my daughter. I had a dream of you and my daughter together. Oh, Lord. So then I said, okay, I'll call her. So I called her, and then we went out once, but... We didn't talk again for another year because I wasn't ready. And then I called her and we started dating and then got married. And I asked her mom's permission, too, to marry her. So her mom said yes. So, so how do you feel your mama went and found you a man? <laughs> what? Do you want to be with Solomon? You can leave. I feel amazing. <laughs> so what? I said I feel amazing. <laughs> oh, good. So you love Solomon? I love Solomon. Does it feel like your mother put that together? Yeah. yeah. No, no, because like he said, we stopped talking. We were talking for like maybe a month. Yeah. And we met up. He invited me out to lunch. Um, after that, we start. We just talked for like two weeks. And after that, he said, oh, well, because from the beginning, I told him, okay, you're a pretty handsome man. I like you. I would like to keep All knowing right, you. I'll you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, he had gotten out of a relationship or something like that. Oh, you and, with his wife? No. no. Oh, you've been married before, right? Oh. And, uh, you had Albert broken up with your wife? Yeah, I was, I'd, 
Me and my wife had been divorced since 2005. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you met her in 2004? <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. No, she would have been young. Um, no, uh, it was 2016 when we met, I think. So I got to move on, but when you first saw this woman's daughter, mm -hmm. what were your first impressions? Well, I was attracted to her. I thought she was beautiful. And right away? Right away. Oh, okay. But my head was not in a good place because I yeah. was off another relationship. Oh, I've, okay. Uh, yeah. So were you thinking, wow, this, this lady must have a fat daughter or something. <laughs> Why she got to go out there and find her daughter or husband? Were you thinking that? No, because when I saw her mom, I saw that she was an attractive woman, oh, okay. mom. So that's the only reason I called so were you thinking your mother, her mother had left you the number for her? Well, her mom, I don't know what if you want me to say this, but her mom likes younger men. Oh, so, so she thought, thought that her mom might like me. Her mom's uh, married men that are old enough to be, young enough to be her son. Whoa, so, you got a crazy mother. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And so you thought it was for you at first? Well, when she told me I had a dream about you and my daughter, I really thought it was for the daughter. And Magali oh. had mentioned to her mom, well, you sure you don't like him? So, um. <laughs> what a slut, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Have so. you ever thought of your mother as a slut? Her mom or my mom? No, her mother. Uh. <laughs> um, I ever thought about it that way. Yeah. I just, I just thought about her as being unhappy and always craving attention. Yeah. But that's it. But that's what sluts are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a perfect definition. Right. But go and forgive her, all right? All right. I'll and do, do that. the silent prayer. And how about your father? Have you forgiven him? I, I grew up without my father. They separated when I was like two years old, so I never felt like um, having a I never knew what a father, having a father in the house was. So I felt, I never felt like I was missing that. Right. Because I never knew what it was. Are like. you able to find him? Well, he's been in Mexico. And um, I'm from Mexico. And my mom brought us here young. Right. And um, ever since here, not even a phone call or anything. So. You probably hate your mother. <laughs> I don't know. She, so she you does. should call him up and say, hey, right now you can slip across the border. <laughs> Come on over. Come on over. <laughs> you have to put on one of Joe Biden's T-shirts. <laughs> and you can stay. <laughs> Joe Biden, help me. <laughs> I would recommend you call him up and say, ask what happened. And uh, Ask so that, him what happened? I'm sorry? That would be interesting. Yeah. You said ask him what happened? Yeah. Hmm. So that you can hear Because I do know the story, but let's see his side, right? You hear his side. There's two right. sides to every story all right. the time. Right. And your mother hadn't told you the truth about why she left. Okay. So you need to hear his point of view. Right. Okay. That sounds interesting. And hear him out. Don't, be, don't start yelling and all that. I don't think so, no. Yeah, hear him out. Give him a phone call and find out what happened. All right. So you can forgive him for not being there. Yeah, that would be a good be thing. Completed. Right. That that would be a good thing to forgive him for just not being there, even though he couldn't because my mom took us away to yeah. another country. So He's probably looking for you. 
I don't think so. You don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, give him a call and hear him out. I will. It, by you working on your life, it's going to spread to your son. Right. Really, it will, it will help them. So probably make him aware of the things that I'm doing with my mom and my, brother, my father? Or? Yeah, let him know. Well, they pretty much know. Yeah. There's no way we can hide. <laughs> All right. And one well, last thank you. thing, and then I got to move on. Uh, have you gone to your ex-husband and apologized for cheating on him <laughs> and destroying the family like that? Um, I have apologized to him, but I don't think at that time it was so true. <laughs> so I, I do feel like I need to do it. Yeah. Call yeah. their father up or FaceTime or visit with him if you can. And just say, you know what? I was so wrong right. for cheating on you and destroying the family. Right. And that's all you can do. Be done with it. And that way he may feel a little easier about coming around with the kids and hanging out with them. And things would change with that as well. Yeah. Well, he, he is pretty much around them. I've always made them yeah. very accessible to him. Right now they're with their family, uh -huh. with his family. Right on. But, well, um, apologize to him. Yeah. And this time it's from the heart. Right. Yeah, that's true. Amazing. I need to do huh? that. Yeah. Okay. It was good coming. <laughs> we'll leave now. The show's over. <laughs> Listen. Thank you, Do Jesse. not judge yourself. Right. The one thing we cannot do in life is judge other people and ourselves. We're not God. We cannot judge. Right. So don't judge yourself. Whatever happened, you can help it. It happened. You're in a fallen state. So mm -hmm. don't judge yourself. God care about the heart. He want to change your heart from uh, hate to love. And then he'll clean the house up for you. But that's his primary. All right? So don't judge yourself for anything that happened. Right. It's enough to see that you couldn't help it. It was wrong. Right. All right? Thank you. You're welcome. Amazing, huh? Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Any other questions? Have you gone and forgiven your mother, Solomon? Uh, yeah, actually I did. Years go? ago. Oh, you went to her years ago? Years ago, yeah. And what happened? Um, it was a good conversation. Uh, she apologized. Right Because on. I have like five brothers and sisters, and there's a lot of like uh, drama back in the 80s with our family. Yeah. Of, you know, my mom and dad got divorced. So I knew what really happened in the divorce because I was, you know, a priest told me everything that happened. So the priest would tell us all the details. So I knew the truth of what happened when my parents divorced. Right on. So I had some bitterness. Uh, you know, I hung out in the streets, all that stuff. But uh, when I came back from New York, because I lived in New York for a little while, right. um, I decided to forgive my mom, my dad, and my stepmom. Right that was a love triangle there. And uh, I apologized to my mom. No, I mean, I apologized to her for my part in being a rebellious kid. And then she apologized to me for the way she was with me. And then the uh, same thing with my stepmom. I apologized to her for having, uh, me and her always got along, but just having, like, resentment. Yeah. She and should so, have been there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a whole other story. So I did that. Plus, that's the time I came to the Lord, you know, my relationship with God. My other brothers and sisters still had bitterness even almost to this day because they never knew what really happened and they have never went to, to them. Have you tried to talk to them? Huh? Have you tried to talk to your brothers and sisters? Yeah, they, uh, they've they come to me because I never told them what really happened. 
uh, they always thought it was a clean breakup. Oh, but okay. um, they came to me and asked me recently, and I told them what really happened. And you told me to let the anger go? Yeah, I told them that's what, what really helped me was just forgiving them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I can, like with my stepmom, everybody has like a real, like this anger towards her. But for me, I always got along with her because it's like I just looked at it like we're human beings. We, yeah. we fail. And uh, I myself have failed after that in my own marriage. So um can't judge my stepmom or my dad or even my mom. you have children? Yeah, three. Oh, with your wife? Yes. Your ex-wife? Yeah, and I actually uh, got custody of them, so I've raised them. Right on. Yeah. Nice. They're older now, though. They're like 25, 24, and 22. So you're pretty close to them? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. 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 Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. Yeah, it's fun. All right. It's fun. Any other questions? Um, and then I want to ask Adriana a question over here first. All right, Jesse, I've been talking to this girl for a hot minute, you know, like long distance. There was a time when, like, when, you know, we used to be close, but, you know, due to life circumstances, you know. But I seen her uh, posting something on her social media, like where she was showing her cleavage. So then I told her to stop being a slut. And she was like, well, what do you mean? I said, stop looking for that kind of attention from men, you know. like Nice. All right, yeah. Good, okay. man. Did she stop? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Just don't don't spend your money on her. Yeah. Guys, y'all need to stop spending money on women that you're dating. I've been hearing some horror stories. What's wrong with you? When I was growing up, we did not spend money on women that we were not married to. And they didn't expect it. You can go to dinner, but don't be buying her plane tickets and clothes and jewelry and paying her rent. And doesn't that feel wrong? <laughs> have you ever done it? And you haven't. Who who have done that? Be honest. You've done it. <laughs> don't do it, guys. All you're doing is building her ego, and so you're putting her in this ego state, make her feel special, and then when you, if and when you get married, you're not going to want to spend a dime on her, and then she's going to get mad and want to leave you. You know what I mean? Because you're going to change once you get married. So, plus, it's, it doesn't even make sense. Stop doing it, guys, and tell your male friends to stop doing it. Women don't like that. They just, they like it because it's free stuff. You know, they can have fun, but they're looking for a man that won't do that. So while you're spending your money on them, they're out cheating with another man and your money. So there. <laughs> Adriana, how you doing? I thought about you this week. Yeah. All is well. All, All is well. well. Mm-hmm. Are you staying out of your head more and more? Yes, I do the silent prayer, and that helps a lot. And you staying with it? Yes. Are you becoming less emotional? Yes, actually, I had a situation happen a couple of weeks ago on Easter on Easter Sunday. Um, 
Apparently, my family invited my ex to the to their party, and your family. Yeah, my family invited my ex and my son, you know, to to the Easter dinner or Easter. And they didn't invite you. They didn't invite me, <laughs> and so when my <laughs> my ex came to to pick up my son on the no, Saturday. No wonder I thought about you. Yeah, <laughs> and so when my my ex came to pick up my son on the Saturday, um, he told me he's like, I asked him like, oh, what are you doing Sunday? And I had no plans, like I had nothing, right? And he told me, oh, you know, I'm gonna go over to my, you know, your cousin's house, and we're gonna go surfing, and then we're gonna go over to your cousin's house for for lunch. And I was like, really? I didn't even get invited. And he's like, well, Whoa. you know, call him and ask him. He's like, you should come. And I said, okay. So I called him and I invited myself and then so he left and so that You're crazy i know that sun Suppose so that sunday came hmm? you invited yourself to the party and so interesting enough i invited myself to the party and i was in my head all morning uh, thinking you know oh, wow you know why did i do that like i was all in my head about it like yeah. honestly i should have just left it alone and if yeah. they invited me not and and i i saw that Clearly on Sunday, I'm like, why did I invite myself? Like, why did I put myself through this? And why did you? Um, I think, uh, I don't know. Honestly, why did I put myself in that situation? I did it because I, it goes back to kind of like the idea of the family. Like, oh, I want to be with my son and his but dad. But they didn't want to be with you. They didn't, know. yeah. So why but did you do that? That is crazy. It's, did you tell Victoria you did it? Satan's still in me. <laughs> what did Victoria say when you told her? Did I tell you? I didn't have an opinion when she told me. Oh, she didn't, didn't tell, tell you? I didn't tell you until after. I mean, I didn't yeah, call I her before. I don't believe you. I wouldn't have told yeah. anyone either. I didn't. I know I didn't. <laughs> I, I, I. So, so I, you invite yourself to your family house that invited yeah. your boyfriend and your son, ex, but not you. Yeah, right, ex-boyfriend. And they left you out. Did they know yeah. you still alive? I don't know. <laughs> but, but they were, they were, they wasn't. They didn't really think much of it. They just, the thing was... Yes, like, they did. My, they didn't, well, at least this is what they told me. They said that, you know, they um, thought I had other plans. That's why they didn't Oh, so me. that's why they didn't ask? Yeah. They yeah. just thought you did. Mm -hmm. But they invited the ex and the yeah. son, and you believed it. Yes, I did believe it. You yeah. wanted to believe that, huh? I, yeah. Yes. Look how James laughing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Don't be that weak. If they don't want you over, wish them well. Mm-hmm. But don't call up and say, "Can I come too?" Yes, I know. I saw, I saw that. I went, as, once I once I did it, and Sunday hit, and I woke up that morning, and I started looking at myself and seeing kind of what was there. I I realized in that moment that I, why did I do that? Like, why did I call them? And and then I put and myself. And what did you come up with? Huh? What did you come up with once you asked yourself that? Well, why did I do it? I did it because I wanted to be close to my ex. Oh, mm -hmm. what a mess. Yeah, well, I mean, I wanted to be close to my ex and my son, and yes, yeah, I did. I do. Uh -huh. So did you, did you go over there? Yes, and so... And did you feel comfortable? I So, interesting enough, that Sunday I woke up, I was all up in my head, and um, I actually did call, I did call one bond person, and I reached out, and um, and and I, it was a man. So I, I seeked advice from a man, and um, I got uh, uh, just, you know, a chance to kind of see what was there. And then um, after I, I, I realized what I was doing, then I, um, 
did the silent prayer, and I just, I, I was in the present moment. I just focused on being in the present moment and recognizing that, like, all thoughts are lies. And um, I went to the party, and... Uh, so you went to the party after you did the prayer? Yeah, I, yeah. Even I, though I, you realize all thoughts are lies, mm-hmm. you still went to the prayer? Yes, party. I did. Well, you should have went back to the prayer well, closet. I, I, um, you, I... What the... Yeah. Well, no, because by that time I had already committed to bringing something and Uh-oh, being part of the party. It had nothing to do yeah. with Well, my, my cousin, uh, anyway, so I went to the party and I actually had a lovely time. It was a really good time. I didn't have any problems. My ex and I had a pretty peaceful moment and, um. Were you thinking why you were there? Oh, I invited myself. They really didn't want me here. I got over it before I went into the party. Before I went to the party, I, I dealt with the issue. I dealt with that. I dealt with, you know, what am I doing? And then at that point, I just accepted. Next time, don't go. If they don't invite you, don't go. Yeah. Oh, I realize that. I don't that. ever invite you to, don't, don't crash someone's party. <laughs> Understood. Yes. No wonder I thought of you. <laughs> I should have gone on my knees. Oh, jeez. So how you feel about it now? I got over it. I, I don't feel any kind of way about it now. I I feel like I saw what happened, and I saw one, you know, don't invite yourself to somebody's party. Yeah. And then second, um, when I do get all up in my head, I just need to be present in the moment. And yeah. just in that moment, you know, just deal with whatever was in front of me. And so I went to the party, and... Like I said, I had a great time. I, I spent time with some cousins and, you know, with my son. And we just, we had a really good time. We had a nice dinner. And I left, you know, a little early and, you know, called it, called it, uh, I left They probably early. like, she gone. Yeah. And, um, no, and it was nice. She came over it was here. Nice. And I realized, I realized. She followed that man. I realized that the, the, so, Y'all okay. need to wake up. All thoughts are lies all the time. And say, we'll give you excuses. Oh, they didn't invite you. Call them up. Yeah. I saw... Your boyfriend is there. Or ex. Don't listen to any thoughts about anything. You got to practice this so you won't give into it because they get involved in everything. Yes. You know what I mean? You were not invited. That's all you need to know and not go. Mm-hmm. Why are you laughing, Jay? Because you read the chat. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not reading the chat after this. Thank you. Thank you, folks, in the chat room. I know what you say. No. I bet they're talking about you like a dog. I know. They are. They probably... I'm, yeah. It's okay. It's all right. I accept it. I accept it. All right. I'm fine with it. Don't do that. Yeah. But I did. I did see... Going back to, like, what I did see for myself is the reason why I... It's like I had this, I want, I have this need to be accepted by my ex and to be loved by my ex. And so this is what I saw for myself is I, I want his like approval or his acceptance. And in doing that, I do stupid things like invite myself to a party. And I realize, um, that that is evil. Like that's wrong. And so that's what I dealt with in the morning was I come into this awareness that I want something from my ex, that there's something that I want from my ex. And in wanting that, it's kind of like I, I saw I was aware of it, and then I was able to kind of to let it go, and see that that's that's wrong. This was the day after the party. No, no, this is before before going to the party. I started realizing like why. You aware? Well, well, yeah, because I. What's the purpose of seeing if you're going to do it anyway? On well, the. When you see it, 
then you shouldn't do it. Well, I didn't see that inviting myself to the party was wrong. I saw that um, what was driving me to so go to the party was wrong. So you did not know inviting yourself to someone else's party is wrong? I mean, it, I didn't see it as that wrong because it's family and, you know, they Your would, family didn't invite you? Yeah. But they... I don't know. I don't. I didn't see it as well. Were long. you on pot that morning? Or something? No, I was not on pot. Oh. No. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is what I really dealt with was at if least somebody don't invite you, you're not invited. Yeah, understood. You know what I mean? Yes. Don't make up excuses. They know, they know you. You're the family member. The ex is not the family member, and they invited the ex and went all around you. Mm-hmm. They all like you. But it was maybe <laughs> circumstantial. You don't think because. Uh, what? It was circumstantial. Like, my cousin surfs with my ex, and so they no, were... No, you shouldn't have gone you know. to the party. You make it up reason. They should have called you if they want you there. Mm. They contact your ex. I still see it as circumstantial. Because, like, they, they went surfing together. What does circumstantial And then he said, hey, mean? come over to my mom's house later. We're having a, a dinner. It's not like. What does circumstantial mean? Meaning, that's like, they didn't word. pick up the phone and say, hey, we're having a party this Sunday. I want you to come. Like, that's not how well, they, they did it him. with your ex. They, no, that's what I'm saying. They didn't do that to him. It was more of like they were going to get together to go surfing. And then it's sort of like, oh, you want to come to my mom's house You're later? You're making a They didn't invite you. Learn mm-hmm. from it. Don't go no more. Okay, I understand. All right. And wish them well. Mm. Don't have all that stuff. It ain't circumstantial. They didn't invite you. All right? Mm-hmm. What? What? I just, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, just learn from it. No big deal. That's what I felt like I did. I felt like I did learn from yeah, it. I felt like from. what I learned most about it was the, the, like the need and the want of something yeah. from my ex. And I felt like I dealt with that because... Okay. I saw that for what that was. But not at somebody else's house at a party. They didn't invite you. Mm-hmm. All right. Just think about it. Smoke on it. Mm-hmm. Don't really smoke on it. But. Mm-hmm. Victoria, what do you think about that now that you're hearing about it? And you guys are yeah. friends, right? Yes. <laughs> what do you think about hearing, hearing that? I didn't think she was wrong for inviting herself. Really? This is why women need husbands. No, let me, let me, um. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't ask another woman, what should I do? No, let me, let me. I like your new hair. Thank you. You got black people hair again. It's nappy. White people hair. It's very nappy. Um, (laughs) but, um, I'll just say this. I understand her motive for why she made the decision. That wasn't her decision. Satan gave her that decision. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I know I know what she wants. Um, even though sometimes, like, I, I don't know, maybe she's just not there yet. But she she comes to that conclusion a lot. But it's like... If she had called you and said, hey, my ex is over at my family house for a party, they did not ask me to come. Should I go? Should I call them up and go? What would you... I mean, I hate to do what if... Well, what do you think? You would say, oh, I see no problem with it. Yeah, because she didn't tell me until, like, after she already decided to go. <laughs> but Would you have told her not to, you think? Yeah, I would have told her to leave it alone. Because yeah. I always tell her, like, anytime yeah. it's a situation like that, it's like, well, they knew what they were doing. That's right. Yeah, they intentionally did. They knew did. exactly what they were doing. They know you better than they know the boyfriend. <laughs> uh, how's your business, Victoria? Oh, my God. 
I'm getting to the point where I need a person. Right on. So if anybody nice. wants a job. <laughs> but yeah, there's stuff that I just can't do anymore, and it's like I'm, I'm, I'm getting tired. Right on. <laughs> no, You're it's blessed. not good, Jesse. Solomon, what do you think about her going to the party and we're not invited? Well, it was her family, though, right? Right. It was her family? Her family. Um, it wasn't the ex-family. It was her family. So they invited, I'll give her a pass because it was her family. They invited yeah. the ex-boyfriend and her, their son. Right. Yeah, I because it's her side of the family, I think her going is... I'll give her a pass for that. Why? Because... That's like a built-in reason to go. But Even if the motive is to though. see the ex. They didn't invite her. Yeah. Now that's a tough one because I was still going to my ex's family gatherings even after we were split up. So Would they invite you? Yeah, they, didn't, they invited me. But with your own family, you're, it's kind of like you're just invited by lineage. I mean, you're just invited by blood, right? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> what the, uh, Kelly, what do you think about that? Would you have a guy if they didn't invite you? Probably not. And why? Um, I mean, if I wasn't invited, I just don't think I would go. Next time, call Kelly, all right? <laughs> Don't if they don't invite. Don't be mad. Wish them well, but don't invite yourself. They know you better. They know the boyfriend. All right. Uh, don't have don't have me come over there. Who are afraid to speak up? I know a lot of people. This country is going to hell in a handbasket, and people are not speaking up, and it's getting worse. And from what I'm hearing, a lot of people are afraid to speak up. You afraid? Hold on, women. So when I actually discovered you, you said everything that I already had in mind. Yes. And so it was just kind of like a confirmation bias that was just basically like, you know, I want to tell people my side of my views on things. And my intention was like, I'm not going to change your mind, but at least at least you're open to hearing that there's a different perspective. Yeah. And I don't agree with like a lot of the stuff that people are pushing. But as I've been doing that, the more pushback I get from people, and it's like you definitely get tested with your resolve because... So are you afraid to speak up? I'm not afraid. I just question when it's the right time to do it. Oh, I see. Because it's like I still will tell people if it's like someone says something that's just like I don't agree with and I can't just sit by and not let it go, I'll say something. But like something I do worry about is like getting drunk or like drinking and then being in a setting and then I just go on a tangent or like if someone says something and I'm just like, like, you know, I just have to go off because I don't want to say something where it's like, do you normally get drunk and do that? No, I actually haven't drank really at all, especially with COVID because I don't want that to be like something that I use to cope. But before you heard me, were you afraid to speak up? No, before I even told my father, it's like all the stuff with like BLM and everything. I, this is nonsense and craziness. And then when the rioting started for the first week, I was like, Oh, this is kind of entertaining. But then after that, I was like, all right, this is like, they're doing something that's completely wrong now at this point. And I told people that before I even... So you're not, why did you raise your hand? You're not afraid to speak up, right? I'm afraid of getting in a circumstance that might get me in a fight or like 
give oh. me attack. Because I'm actually, the thing that I'm really... Well, you're afraid that someone might attack you if you spoke up. Yeah, what I'm, and I'm probably in my head about this, but, like, I am planning on moving out. But I know one of the roommates... Out of what? Moving out. Roommate? My parents to oh. move in with roommates. Oh, okay. But one of them I know, I don't know him very well, but I'm pretty sure he's into the BLM stuff. And I'm just like, if I, especially if I'm listening to you or if I'm like hearing something else and it's like he doesn't agree with, you know, I don't want to be living with somebody who it's like, you know, I, in my head I'm thinking, oh, we're going to get in arguments or passive aggressiveness or it's just going to get into an issue and then right. who knows what that happens then. And that's where I'm worried. It's like, I don't want to Why drink do with him. Why do you think he support Black Lives Matter? Uh, well, he's black and then oh, he's. Yeah. That's all I need to know. <laughs> so, and most, yeah. <laughs> But he's so like, why don't you ask him before you move in? I thought about it, but I don't want to like be upfront about telling my views on things because it's like. But you're about to move into an apartment that you may be living with someone that you have a fight with over Black Lives Matter. So why not ask him? Yeah, I I think I was just concerned because it was like if I do it, then it's like you already put mud in the water instead of. I was thinking maybe but I could just ignore it. Put in the water before you move in, then yeah. you put it in after you move in. Because at some point it's got to happen. Yeah. So why not ask before you move into that situation? Yeah, I'd probably say I'm just partially afraid. Yeah. Yeah, I would suggest you ask beforehand. Yeah. That way you can find another place, save your money, and because that's what I have been thinking of find doing. Another place. But you should ask, man. I would ask. Do you you like Black Lives Matter? I would ask, and then you would know. Yeah. All right. Because the one other thing too, real quick, I have mutual friends, and like I told them my opinion on thing, and then they started going in a group chat saying, "Yeah, f America, f America," and like f the police and all this other stuff. And with the Chauvin case too, I was just like, I didn't say anything, but I was just like, that's where I knew it might be not a good idea. Yeah. So. Well, find out before you move. Ask. If they don't like you for it, that's fine. Just don't hate them. But it's best to ask because if you know there might be a situation, you move into it and and not ask, then you deserve what you get. Yeah, my life will be hell. Yeah, it will. So make sure you ask them. All right? Anybody else have fear about speaking up? Okay, let me go here then here. You have fear about speaking up? Yes. And why? I I'm afraid of confrontation. And why? Well, I live in an area that is, you know, social justice warrior central Marin County. So, you know, it's um I have fear about you know, wearing my Trump hat or whatever, you know. I do it sometimes, but um yeah, I'm, I'm just right in the center of, of you know, they have, like, the protests and everything there. Everyone has a Black Lives Matter sign up. You know, I'm, I uh, have a pretty rough background. I'm, like, living in my car, and they've got, like, Black Lives is harder, like, on the side of the road everywhere. You know, it's just like... So you live in your car? I, well, I've, since I've been listening to you, I went and forgave my mother and, um, you know, returned to the father, like you suggested, so I've been living with my father and okay. working for him. And why were you living in your car? Um, 
If you could say if it's too personal, you don't have to say it. I, um, it's expensive, you know. Marin County is really expensive. Um, yeah, it is. That's yeah, a rich area up there. It's a rich area, you know. I had problems with drinking. And, oh. um, so why not move to a cheaper area? You don't have to stay in Marin County. Yeah, I, I uh, it's a good point. Um, I moved up to Point Arena um, and did that for a while. And, uh, and you know, I was growing weed up there. And, you were uh, growing weed? Yeah, I was growing weed up oh, there. You weren't that drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and so and were you still living in your car while you were growing the weed? Basically, yeah. Why, really? <laughs> why not use the weed money to get an apartment? Well, yeah, I, I managed to, to grow a meat. Were you smoking I, the weed, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no yeah. That's why I was, that was a question I have. So I forgave my mother, yeah. right? And, you know, I gr- grew up smoking weed, and my mother was addicted to drugs, but so weed's always been in the family. Right. It's just a normal thing. It's not like a big deal. So, right, I forgave my mother, and things started to change for me dramatically. I watch every day. And, but I'm, I, I'm still smoking weed. I drink, quit drinking for a couple of months now. Yeah, right. And on. things are getting better. Oh. And what's your question? Um, how do I. I still have fear. You know, I still have fear of the future and like what other people think and so I'm like in anxiety and stuff but I already went I forgave my mother How old are you? I'm 32. Really? Yeah. Um yeah. so you have fear of the future? Yeah. And and you have anxiety? Uh-huh. What does that feel like? It's like this weird tension in your nervous system in this area. And so do you go and get high and you feel better? Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> are you doing the silent prayer? I am, in the morning, yeah. Listen, don't judge yourself for that. Okay. It's just something you got to overcome, all right? Mm -hmm. Try not to do it, but if you do, be aware of yourself doing it. And it's the awareness, like when you get ready. Do you smoke out a pipe or a piece of paper like this? Both. Both? Yeah. (laughs) So let's say that you get ready. Do you have a joint on you now? We can experiment. (laughs) (laughs) It's in no, the car. Uh, let's, say you're, let's say you're about to roll it up, right? Uh-huh. Be aware of yourself with the paper, <laughs> yeah. put it in there, and like that. Mm. I've never done this, though. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and see, watch yourself doing it. And then watch yourself licking it and tighten it up. Mm. And, and watch yourself smoking it. Mm. Don't get so into it that you go unconscious, and one day it'll be over with. Do not judge yourself. Because the light of God is allowing you to see that. And by not getting all into it, you are overcoming it. You're losing the taste for it. So don't judge yourself. Don't fight with it. Just be aware of it. A little light goes a long way. Right? So stop judging yourself for it. You're born into that junk. And it starts with you. Your, Your family won't have to go through that. But be aware of yourself doing it. Don't judge yourself for it. And don't call yourself an addict and all that stuff. Just know, hey, I want to stop smoking pot. Don't make it a big deal. Yeah. And one day you're not going to want it. Okay. Because now you have the power of God working in you. Mm-hmm. He will change it. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. And of ourselves, we know nothing. The biggest mistake we make is judging ourselves for it. Mm-hmm. That's, where the, that's what keeps us into it. We are not God. 
and we can't do anything. We literally can't do anything. The ego makes you think you can, but all you're doing is digging a hole. So stop judging yourself. Make sure you stay with the silent prayer. Mm-hmm. And if you have the anxiety, you're afraid about, you think about the future, right? And where is the future? In imagination. So what? In your imagination. Yeah, mm-hmm. let it go. Mm-hmm. It's not real. You don't have a future. All you have is right now. That's why God said, come into my present. Take no thought about yesterday or tomorrow. It doesn't exist. All you have is right now, but because you live in your imagination, Satan makes you think yesterday was awful, tomorrow is going to be better. So he may tear you down to build you up, give you a false hope. So when that comes, just let it pass. You will never have the anxiety again. All right? But you got to stay out of your head. And what do you think about me... Um, living with my father. It's good. Be grateful. Mm-hmm. And make sure you get a job and when you start making some money, mm-hmm. pay a little bit on rent or utility, give back so that you don't become addicted to being there. Mm-hmm. And then after a while you're to move out. Mm-hmm. But be grateful you have a place to stay. Okay. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah, be happy about it and get up and get yourself a job and stop selling pot. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. But stop judging yourself. Yeah. All right? Okay. Amazing. Any other questions about that? Um, I don't think so. Are I you doing the silent prayer every day? I, I am. I, I, I didn't do it this morning. I drove down here yesterday. So, uh, but yeah, I've been doing it. Okay. Yeah. Stay with the prayer. Okay. Stay with it because your life will get better because God is going to bring you out of the darkness into the light. And your life will get better and better and better. Satan will say, oh, you don't need to pray this morning. That's when he'll come back in and start deceiving you again. God say, pray without ceasing. So even during the day, you want to be aware mm-hmm. instead of lost in your head. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. And it get easier and easier. Then his way become normal to you. And this other way will become abnormal. All right? Mm-hmm. You will change. He will change you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Right here. And then there. So I have a question actually about that fear of speaking up. Yeah. I felt like at the beginning, well, when I wasn't working, I wasn't afraid of speaking up or when I wasn't trying to work and I was getting everything, you know, everything was provided or whatever. I wasn't afraid of speaking up, but then also I was like kind of like cocky and emotional speaking up, I guess. And then it just burnt me. Yeah. Um, but then also I see how now that I'm building my photography business and trying to, like, get started on that, on my own thing, um, I'm getting more afraid. So you start your own thing now? Yeah. Oh, good. My photography business. Are you going to leave your husband once you make some money? Don't tell him. <laughs> Save your money. No, 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 this is just... Yeah, yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So, <laughs> so now that I'm trying to build my own thing... Um, I'm seeing myself more afraid of speaking up. Even I have two separate accounts, my personal and my business account. And even even having those two separated, I'm still in my personal account. I'm still afraid of speaking up. And um, why? I, it's just, so for me, uh, I've been a product of a family that has spoken up if, if for political reasons. Back in my country, my, my uncle used to be the president. Right. And he was like Trump. He was always speaking up, no filter. But why are you afraid now to speak up? Because 
I see the results. They exiled my family. They exiled my my father. Everybody. They exiled them. Yeah, because oh, they were speaking up too much. And they you killed think my that's uncle. Happened in America to you? I just not in me, not to me, but I see how because they were more involved. I'm not that involved. I, but I know, but you're over here now in this country. What is making? And I understand that, that, it, that you saw all that happen. That makes sense. Yeah, and but it's, why are you you know better now? Why are you afraid to speak up? Because I see how it can destroy somebody's family, like per, like personal life. Like so, you think your your personal yeah, life will be destroyed over because, here? Because yeah, because the business that I mean mostly is liberal, like art, the art business, like whatever it's involving art, is extremely liberal, and that's the I'm a graphic designer and I'm a photographer. To art may like focus right. a business. So and so, if you spoke up, what would happen? It would just—I don't even know. I won't be. A, I don't know. It's my imagination, like you said. But in, that's the fear—the fear of like, oh damn, like they're gonna judge me. They're not gonna be. I'm not gonna be working on cool projects. I'm gonna be working just like on like side projects, I guess. Like that are not as exciting for oh, me. Okay. You know. So you're afraid that if you spoke up, you lose. The yeah, cool jobs. Cool, yeah, job. jobs that makes me excited. Oh, okay. you know, like because I know I'm I I'm coherent enough to know I'm gonna have work, but it's gonna be maybe like real estate, this like photography or like stuff that I'm not excited about. Oh, okay. And another it it goes along with my emotions, but also it goes along with I'm a woman, so I'm like, should I even be speaking up if I'm not have my my emotions together yet? You know. So it's like a lot of things, it's okay. not just one, you know. That makes sense. I, I'll tell you why in a minute. Yeah. I want to talk to a young man behind you. And then Big Bob want to tell you guys why you're afraid to speak up. Oh. Do I and speak you, now? Did you have your hand? Yeah. You're afraid to speak up? Yes. And why? Well, one, I've never been in a lot of confrontation before. Right. So I've never been exposed to it. Two, um... Whenever I speak up about anything, like I fear that I don't have an I don't have enough knowledge to present it, or the other. Yeah. Okay, uh, I fear that I don't have enough. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. <Esteban>. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. So number two, I fear that I don't have enough knowledge on a certain topic, and the other person might um, beat me over it, which is why I don't say anything. And how about the things you know? Are you afraid to speak about those things? Uh, still, yeah. And why? Um, I don't know really. It's like I don't know how to um how do I say it or how do I present it? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yes, ma'am. You, you afraid to speak up? So actually, ever since I became a Trump supporter, um, I think I've become too fearless um and almost <laughs> and i think like ever since like both like both of us like we've kind of we're both like very like fearless and almost like i don't know if you know if that is almost um a blessing or a little bit of a curse because well, if you see it getting to that point you should calm down a little bit calm down because little bit. it will get to an ego point right you right you'll get a sense of fate happiness from it you like getting people upset. Uh, you like seeing people overreact to you. You need to back away from it a little bit because you're going to end up in trouble if you do it knowing that you're overdoing it like that. That's why you have to keep an eye on yourself 
so that when you do it, you do it at the right time, in the right way, and all will be well. But if you're getting a high from it, you need to back away from it. Yeah, because I think, like, a lot of, like, the fearlessness, especially, like, since, like, the riots and, like, since, like, the recent events has been just, like, very, just, like, I feel like coming from, like, my soul and just, like, needing. I'm sorry, repeat that. Like, I feel like more of, like, the recent fearlessness has just been coming from, like, like, from, from me, like, within. And I've just kind of been, like, I have to do this. Like, I need to, like, be this activist person because no one else is really doing it. Right. And so, like, I'm trying to find that balance also. And I just, like, that. yeah. Just notice yourself, too. Be aware that, be aware of yourself in all things. And being aware will calm you down, too. Because you, you're, you're not in denial. You're not in darkness. So if you feel like you're overdoing it, be aware of yourself and just kind of calm down a little bit. It doesn't mean you got to stop what you're doing. But be aware of what you're doing so that you don't overdo it and get hurt or make a fool out of yourself and let God guide you. Do you think that Trump had to do that too and kind of... Who? Trump. Donald Trump. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I really don't know because he grew up close to his father and he loved his mother so he's kind of been on that path for a long time. It's not like new to him. But a lot of times when it's new to you and you're getting all this excitement, the ego will get in the way and you'll overdo it. So don't just keep an eye on yourself. All right? Uh, did she go to the bathroom? Uh, how, why do they have the fear of speaking up? Um, I see it as not having love with them. It's more of hate. It's more of the ego. Um, and, you know, doing it, doing it or not doing it for, like, pride or self, you know, something like that. He's absolutely right. Anyone that has fear of speaking up, you do not love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. It's all ego. And that's why you're afraid of speaking up. But once you come into loving God with all your heart, soul, and might, you can't have fear because perfect love casts out the fear. And you will see that he's guiding you. And you will have no fear at all. And even if you spoke up at the wrong time because you're growing in it, it would be a big deal. You would see that, oh, I spoke at the wrong time or whatever, right? But most people in America today do not love God with all their heart, soul, and might. And what made me realize this is that I was watching it. I was flipping through the channel again. I was looking at this big church, and they were having their church service. And they were all sitting back crying and, and, and raising their hand and carrying on like this. And I'm like, these people are cowards. They don't have, the world's on fire. You know, like, there's a battle going on, or there's a spiritual battle. And if ever the world needed the children of God, it's now. And but they're sitting back, hiding back in a church, lifting up holy hand, reading the scriptures, singing. They 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 say they say they, they did so many songs, I'm like, what the you know? But and the world's on fire. God's children is needed right now. Uh and these people in the church they have no power. And I've noticed that most Christians today they really have no power. There's no need to be a Christian if you're not going to have power. The Holy Spirit gives you power. 
but it, it take out the fear. You see the right time to do it and the time not to do it. You really do because God is with you. And if ever we needed the Christian to be active in the world, join this war, it's now. I was listening to Joe Biden, and then I come to you. I was listening to Joe Biden the other day, and he said that, you know, down in Alabama, the, 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 the white people in Georgia want the black people to have an ID to vote. That sounds pretty reasonable to me, right? But the black so-called leadership don't want the blacks to have an ID to vote, right? And Joe Biden's like, it's just like Jim Crow. Huh? Jim something. And I'm like, how is that like Jim Crow? If anybody doing the Jim Crow thing, it's these people that are trying to prevent the vote. The black people who are trying to say, you shouldn't have an ID to vote, right? And I'm thinking, but no one really said anything about it when Joe Biden said it. So in God, you do have power, really. And it's something that you can't imagine. You can't fake it. It's real. He, he, he protects us. He put on the suit of armor or whatever you want to call it. And you have perfect love. And in perfect love, all things are possible. We can win this war because it's a spiritual battle. And the children of Satan don't have real power. If they can intimidate you, they can control you. I was talking to a guy yesterday. He called me and told me that his wife had called my show and that she was a Christian woman. But on the show, I told her how the cow ate the cabbage. And when he heard that, he was so glad. And so he said that because every time his wife hear me catch him listening to my show, she has a, she go nuts. She start yelling and screaming and carrying on. And he'd been afraid to deal with her. I'm like, no, man, you got to deal with her. Don't run it high. Deal with it. That's how you grow. Just don't judge the situation. We have a major power in us. Believe me, we do. And I used to be a real beta male. And I know what that's like to have anger and have no love. But once you overcome the anger, you're going to have love and you won't have fear. And you'll see the right time to do it. But if you get ahead of yourself, you realize you're wrong. But it's no big deal. But God has equipped us to deal with evil. Our battle is a spiritual battle. It's not physical at all. But the Christians are scared. Anyone who is afraid of speaking up because you might lose something, job, whatever, then you have no love. Satan is your daddy. We are not supposed to have fear. You can't have fear if you truly been born of God. And believe me, you cannot have fear. Yes, sir. The reason why the Christians won't fight is because they're all waiting for the rapture. That's what the pastors are teaching them, to wait for the magic carpet ride to go to heaven when the Bible says the kingdom is on earth. And yeah. So that's why they won't fight, because they're waiting for that, and they're always predicting the rapture. It never happens because I know years have gone by, they've been waiting for the rapture. Hmm? What's a sad way to live, huh? Yeah, that's pathetic. It's Why would you want to, to believe in a God that's greater than the God you overcome and Satan, right? Yeah. And you're still living the same way. You still have fear. Everything we need, we already have it. It's already there. Yeah. And they're in a church and the world falling apart. Yep. Have you talked to anybody about that? Yeah, I, um, I have a YouTube channel and I talk about 
the rapture being false, that yeah. the kingdom's on earth, that um, we're to reign on earth with Christ, not in heaven. And I talk about how that's a deception. The churches also teach that Jesus was like a pacifist, which he wasn't. I know. They're the main Jesus gay. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Jesus, though, so he's gay. Yeah. That's why he's going to be a transgender. They just made him weak. Yeah, they have because they separate the New Testament from the Old Testament. Yeah. And, um, you know, God's a God of war. Jehovah's a man of war. So, And I have to tell you, it's so much fun fighting this war. Yeah. It really is, especially when you're guided in it. There's nothing. I'm loving this battle. I'm having like a hoot and nanny of a time. I remember when I first started out some 31 years ago that I was debating the intellectual guys and Mm -hmm. ladies on TV. And they would all end up running, getting upset. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? Because what I was doing, I wasn't trying to win the debate. I just wanted to put the truth out there so people could hear. And then when the truth is out there, some people hear, and they'll start to change. But they were trying to win a debate. So they do personal attack, and they say crazy things. When you, once you're born again of God, you're never going to try to win a debate. You don't need to try to win. In life, you don't try to win. You only try to win if you're in darkness. But when you're in the light, you appreciate life. You're doing your best with all that you do with a great attitude. And because of that, you're winning. But if you're trying to win, you're losing. I never tried to win a debate. It's not about that. It's about being a witness to the truth and putting it out there. And so when they do attack you, it wouldn't matter. Call you what you want. It doesn't matter. Because you're spreading spread the word. You know what I'm saying? And so that's how we should fight this, this battle. Yeah. Amen. Yes, Amen, sir. Jesse. You're right, man. They're waiting on the rapture. Yeah, the rapture's re- a fool's paradise. I remember when I worked at uh, Hollywood Presbyterian, and there was a black woman there. She's like really into the Christian thing. And she would wait for the rapture. And it was like 30-some years ago. The rapture didn't come yet. And she's still waiting. And just as crazy as a bat. But wait for the rapture, all in the name of Jesus. We can have life right now. It's so amazing. It really, really is. Yes, ma'am. Oh, and then I see your hand. Then I got to wind it down. Okay. Um, I've been wanting to ask you this one for a while. My, I'm having, uh, I'm confused about how to handle my my mother now because um, I feel almost like when I communicate with her, it, it starts off very peaceful, but then it always turns into um, certain topics that she goes to right. where she's painting herself as a victim. And I, while I'm talking to her, I do kind of watch her like a movie. And I, just when you were talking about debating, it, it kind of struck something in me because I was talking to her last night, and the conversation started off, like I said, just we were talking about my life and then, like, you know, some stuff that I'm doing. And then it, literally flipped into her and victimhood and everything that's happened to her and all that. I was very, um, I guess, steadfast is the right word, but I kept just kind of, every time she hit me with something, I would always just tell her the truth. Yeah. And I kept asking her just one simple question every single time. What do you want? What's the outcome? And she couldn't tell me anything. 
And she got so frustrated with me that she turned the anger on me and then just hung up the phone. Right. And did you get angry? In that moment, I didn't. But then did you as, get angry during any part of the conversation? Mm-mm. Oh. And, and it was because she and I are at a place now where she knows I'm going to tell her the truth and I'm going to keep saying the same thing. Yeah. And like I said, she's she's seeing where used, I used to engage her, you know, and we used to really go at it, you know, and I can see in her and I've already told her that she needs to forgive her mother. Right. The the only problem she's having or that she's creating about that is that my grandmother is it she's suffering from dementia now. So she's there sometimes and sometimes she's not. Right. So my mom's kind of using that as an excuse to not go and. Would you tell her to suffer? And that's pretty much what I did last you night. Say, you know, so. mom, you need to suffer and die. I didn't say the and die part, so maybe I'll change that. <laughs> But the only I, thing I request is, I mean, I suggest is that you leave out the anger. Just stay mm-hmm. away from the anger and you will see what to do. You will mm-hmm. see how to deal with every issue. And when they try to tempt you to become angry, don't become angry. Let it pass. Yeah. After a while, you won't have to think about anger anyway. Mm-hmm. But let it pass so God can guide you in how to deal with all things. Okay. Nothing is personal. Right. Nothing is so important that you need to become angry about it or there's nothing, no one, or anything, or anything. Mm-hmm. I remember reading this story in the Bible about the uh, the rich young ruler guy. Remember him? Who don't know about him? Oh, it was this young guy in the Bible. He, um, along the road somewhere, met Christ. And he went over to Christ and he said, Oh, I I made a lot of money. I done very well. I moved out to San Diego. I, I own property now. My wife and I just had a baby, and we might be having another one. I'm doing fine. <laughs> what can I do, Christ? He said something like, "Go sell all your stuff and follow me." And so, oh, he said something like, "I've done all the commandments and all that stuff, right?" And Christ said, go sell all your stuff and follow me. And the guy said, no, I can't do that. I don't love you that much. And the guy went away with his head down, right? And in that, Christ realized the guy, he already knew it anyway, but he knew the guy was lying. The guy had not kept the commandments. He did not love God. He loved his stuff. He loved his personal life. And so as long as you love anything else more than God, you're not going to have the courage or the know-how to deal with the world. You cannot love anybody or anything more than God. Love God with all your heart, soul, and might, and your neighbor as yourself, you'll be fine. Because what he's doing, he's bringing you out of the world. He's doing it. He's causing it to happen. And one day you realize the things that used to be so important to you, the people that used to be important are no longer important. You can take live with it or without it. And so if you just stay away from the anger, You'll be able to deal with your mother in a perfect way. Really. Just stay away from her. You don't need to learn in advance how to deal with her mm-hmm. because you learn in the present by the light of God. Because you may deal with her in this situation, but the next time she's not acting that way and you're ready to deal with her the way you dealt with her last time. Mm-hmm. It's best to have a way to see attitude and deal in the present of God because we don't know. We have to wait to see. So just stay away from the anger. Okay, just one more question, I guess, on that. Okay. Um, the, there's another thing that she does that 
And then um, if it gets so bad, stay away from a blocker. And honestly, that was what I was going to ask you. But here's not to block your mama. <laughs> no. <laughs> you never heard the idea of blocking your mama, huh? You can block daddy, but you can't block mama. And yeah. that's the interesting part because I'm her only child that will block her. Like yeah, she right knows on. if she comes at me a, a certain way. Yeah. Like I said, I used to meet her with anger, where it was like, okay you need to leave now, that kind of thing. But it's now it's more like, okay, I see where you're going with this, and I see what you're doing. It's not personal. It's not a personal attack right. on me. It's just she's really in a mental hell it. right now. Yep. And that's what I'm saying. I didn't want to necessarily um, walk away from her. But, like, when she hung up, I did just let it. I said, okay, she hung up. It's okay. I'm not going to chase that's her. Right. Don't call, her, call back. her back up trying to no, no, no. And make I, her and, talk. Yeah, because she was just, I told my brother, because I did call my brother right after, but I told him she's like a Tasmanian devil, where it's like, you know, papers are flying all over the place, and you, you lose the point of what she's talking about. Yeah. But I, I always bring her back to center, and she doesn't, I think maybe deep down she, she sees what I'm doing, but on the surface she hates it, because she wants me to go down that road with her and right. just, you know, be in hell with her. Be and I'm an like, example no. for her, and she might yeah. come around before she dies, and if she yes. doesn't, and that's what I wanted to tell you because this tell morning. Tell her to say hello to Satan for you. Well, listen, my, okay, I'm going to say this and I'll be done. Yeah, but, yeah I got it. Yeah. <laughs> but my stepdad said something very interesting to me one day when they were having an argument because she loves to, you know, demean him in front of me. And I always tell her, stop that. That's your husband. Respect him. Cut it out, you know? Right. But um, he, told, he told me. Satan is trying to get to him through my mother. Yep. And I said, absolutely. And yep. he gets it. So that's why I'm just, I, I can see it. It may, hope, I mean, I know it's my ego, but I do hope she finds that peace someday. Yeah, wish her well. Yeah. And um, what I was going to say is that I know she understands on some level because at 630 this morning, like she sent me this super long text that was just, I'm so sorry. I like, she was just telling me like she literally realized that she took out something on me that wasn't mine right to deal with. So she just said, give me time. I'm That's what you know, trying to you sort it out. With them. Don't yeah. overreact. So I, Did I, you I send a little it. note back Say your text is too long? I'm not going to read it. Listen, <laughs> I know, but what I did tell her. I hate those long texts. <laughs> no, it was like two sentences. I just said, apology oh. accepted. Today's a new day and just gave her a little heart and that was it. Because it's like, right I'm on. not I'm not mad at her. But yeah, I, stay away from me. It's exhausting though. That's why I said I'm tired because it did suck a lot of energy out of me. I'm like, dude, I have too much to deal with. If you with have a little like, space between the two of you, it won't take your energy. That's what it was. But I if created, you try to convince her, it'll drain you. Yeah, I thought about it after. That's when because I got tired. Because you're doing evil. Yeah. Okay, right. so I'll just, right. we'll see what happens. <laughs> Real fast. And then I got it in. Um, I just, um, Did you hear Samuel's story last Sunday? Were you watching? Were you here last Sunday? He talked about his mother and how he deal, dealt with her. She like got so mad. She, she threw the fall. That's how you deal with mama. Yes, sir. Yes, I was just going to say, um, <clears throat> in regards to speaking up, because I was, I was uh, this morning I was listening to an old clip of, of church from you. Uh, I guess it was like 10 or 11 years ago or something like right. that. Um, but just talking about how important it is to be coming from the right place, you know, coming from, you know, coming from a place of love and not from a place of hate or anger yes. or animosity. Um, because even if you use the right words, you know, you may say, you know, may identify the problem if you're coming at it 
at it in the wrong way, you know. Like I, I have, would have a, I, I, I've had a, a, a bad habit of, you know, coming off sarcastic or, yeah. or oh, I got Did you meet with your parents? Um, I, I was only able to talk to him on the phone. We weren't getting the, uh, the video wasn't coming up. But, so what the video wasn't. My, my oh. parents are, are on the East Coast, so. Okay. Um, so you didn't get a chance. To I didn't get a chance to, to see them, but I mean, I, I spoke with them. Um, it, it it went all right. I mean, I I, I feel like I, I had to do a, a better job of of saying what I had to say. It was just it was difficult for me getting my thoughts straight and like you know like what I'm forgiving for. Um, you know. I mean, I mostly just told him, like, you know, I get it that, you know, you all just did the best that you could, and yeah. you didn't really know any better, and, and you know. Well, you um, look better, man. Thank you. And that's why I said a little light would change your life, and then you grow in the light, grow in it, grow in it. All you had was a little light that day, and you, I can see the change in you already. Thank you. That's amazing. You comb your hair. <laughs> you took a bath. <laughs> Shave my head. <laughs> you really look better, man. Thank you. How you feel? I'm getting better. I'm feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. And you're now working and everything, right? Yeah, I just started work this uh, this past week, so yep. I'm working from home. But uh, it's and you stop judging yourself. I'm getting there. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> it it's Satan that makes you do it. When he tell you that, just know it's a lie and let it pass. It's all like you, but it's not you. Don't believe it. And then you can't judge yourself then. All right? Amazing. Did you finish what the other yeah. stuff you're about to say? Okay. Mm-hmm. But you're on your way, man. Be patient. Stay with the prayer. Y- yes, Sammy. Right, real quick, I just want to, I know you got to end. So yeah. to tie in, like, uh, what we've been talking about today, about fear and then learning how to deal with people when you want to speak the truth, but it might not be the right moment. Yeah. Um, last night, my sisters were over, all three of them, and my mom. Um, yes. I know. So, you know, I was, like, I went to the to the front house, and I ate dinner, and then I heard them talking about the Chauvin case with George Floyd. He blocked. Oh, um, yeah. And they were talking about, like, just, like, oh, it's so bad. He had his knee on his neck, blah, blah, blah. And then Satan was telling me, oh, you should tell him. Just get get them angry right now. This is your moment. This is it. Go for it. You scared? You scared? Yeah. Um, and I just let it pass. I was like, whatever. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it in, in this moment. It's not right. Especially if Satan telling you. That. Yeah. Yeah. So then I just kept eating, and then I left. So that's it. Uh, nice testimony. Oh yeah. Thanks. <laughs> How you doing, Mark? How's married life? Have you been married a year yet? Yeah, or, uh, two years in September. Right on. I'm glad to see you, man. I know you've been busy. So. Yeah. Good. Okay. So listen, my brand new biblical question, because I got to end. And uh, Forrest want to answer this. My brand new biblical question. Oh. What is the greatest of evil? Forced. I volunteered. Yeah. I volunteered you. <laughs> Thank you. What is the greatest of evil? Greatest of evil? Yes. Hatred. Hatred? Okay. Uh, 
What's the greatest evil, you little Christian? Women? Women? I know you don't like him, huh? <laughs> she was laying on her husband like this. When you said that, she like. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, since you overreacted, uh, you reacted to that. What is the greatest of evil? I agree with the guy in the back. Hatred. Hatred? Oh, yes. okay. This is an amazing question. Really. It is something else. Uh, you want to answer this question, Raymond? Real fast. What is the greatest of evil? Anger. <laughs> the young man behind you. I can't respond until next week. No, uh, I was just saying that with you right now. Anger. Anger um, stems, you know. Anger it, is the greatest of evil? Yeah, it creates Why hate. Why do you say anger? Because it creates hate, creates fear, creates judgment. It all stems from anger. Interesting. Yes, sir. And then I got an end, folks. Okay, did I, did I see some hair right here? Because I haven't been paying you guys no attention this morning. I'll come over here. Over here with the blue shirt. Oh, did you have your hair? What's the greatest of evil? Of evil? Tolerance. Tolerance? Yeah. Interesting. Yes, sir. Right here. The greatest manifestation of evil? No, what is the greatest of evil? He added another word. <laughs> White people mess. Huh? They Which always right? have to try to make the black man look slow and black. Uh, uh. <laughs> Betrayal. Betrayal? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yes, ma'am. I think he's playing God. Have you ever thought about this before? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I can't respond until next week. It's my biblical question this week. Mark, you had your hand? Yes. What's the greatest of evil? Thinking you're good. Thinking you're good. I mean, the young man next to you want to respond. Uh, What's the greatest of evil? Like mostly everybody's been saying, anger to me. It's, and why do you say anger? Um, anger, hatred, everything that's bad, it stems from that. Oh, okay. Stems from hatred. Yeah. What do you say? Complacency. Complacency. What does that mean? Complacency is you're happy in your situation and you just let things happen, but it also lulls you into a false sense of of security. And evil never stops. So if the good people are complacent, evil just continues unabated. Interesting. Amazing. The young lady behind it, there, right here, and then I'm done. Sorry. Yes. Yes. The greatest of evil. Um, the, the mama spirit. The mama? Ooh. We back to that again. <laughs> right here, and then Hermes and no one else. Your ego, because your ego can make you do things that are just completely messed up, like custody battles or stuff like that. You use a kid as like a pawn. So, ego. Okay. Amazing. Hermes, the greatest of evil. Playing God. Playing God. Why do you say playing God? Because that was, uh, I think that was Satan's original sin. He wanted to be God. Oh. And I think that's ultimately everything we do is where we fail is that we, you know, we're trying to be God. And So you, you think know. the greatest of evil is playing God? Yes. Oh, okay. What do you think, Chris? Uh, that that sounds uh to me, to be the right answer, playing God or, or 
or hatred. And I think then maybe hatred because you would, if you have hatred, you would play, you would play God. So hatred is the original answer. Okay. Well, that's our biblical question for this week. It's an amazing question. And I have to say, all you were wrong. Everybody is wrong. wrong. Whenever the crowd said, you go the other way. No, I'm playing. You're not wrong. I don't know if you're wrong or not, but I'm just joking. All right? I'm just joking. But listen, um, do the silent prayer. The way we did it this morning is so simple. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Keep an eye on yourself. And life is changing. The Father is taking care of you. Really. No matter what the thoughts tell you, you're going to look back one day or, or reflect or have a, a moment of appreciation, and it's going to blow your mind how much your life has changed. Really. And the things you used to be afraid of and the things that were important to you, uh, it's not going to be there anymore. You're going to be like, wow, that's interesting. It's so interesting that that can happen. It almost doesn't seem real, but he will cause you to change. He would cause it to happen. You're like Satan caused you to doubt. The Father would cause you to believe. Just let every thought pass, all right? You can't make anything happen. It will happen through him. It really will happen. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. And of ourselves, we know nothing. Except that, then you'll be free. But if you believe at all that there's something you can do, you're not going to make it. You got to let your ego go, period, and realize you know nothing, can do nothing. He will cause you to become a man. He will cause ladies to become women. He will cause you to live the Ten Commandments. He will, he will add unto you like nothing going north. It will be amazing. He, he loves us. And it's real. He will take care of us. All right? Did you have a question? Oh, real fast. The young. Oh. You can shout. The greatest of all evil is lies. It's lies? How old are you? Twelve. What? Twelve. Twelve. Well, why do you say lies? Because that's what creates everything. Angerness, your ego, hatred. Have you overcome your anger? I, I don't know how you overcome I don't know how you overcome it, but that's just how it starts off. Right. It starts off as lying, then it goes to angriness. Yeah, it, it's very destructive. Do you have anger? No. You never, you never get mad about anything? Well, yes, sometimes I get mad. Well, you have anger. Oh. Did you know that any male that has anger is a woman? Are you sure? Yeah, because they got it from their mothers, and they become like their mothers. So if you want to overcome it, forgive your mother. Don't let anything be that important to you that it makes you mad. If, it's so, if you feel like you're going to get mad, let it go. It's not worth it. Then you overcome it. And you're 12, so you don't want to grow up with anger. All right? So don't let anything or anyone be so important you feel like you got to have it. That make sense? Kind of. Yeah. So just watch yourself, and the next time you feel like it's like somebody trying to make you mad, whether it's your parents or your friends or anyone, and you feel like you want to get mad, just know it's too important to you, let it go. Okay, you can have it. I don't want it. All right? All right. And you overcome the anger. 
All right. Thank you, buddy. Amazing. So listen, um, do the silent prayer. You will change, but I'm telling you. And it's going to be amazing. And I'm a living witness. And I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but today it's amazing. All right. So stay with the silent prayer. Don't hold anything against anyone. Because like um, uh, Adriana was saying, her family didn't even invite her to the party. She went anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> you would come to the point where you don't have to go to the party. You wish them well. The party is boring anyway. Right? So it won't be a big deal. Uh, we are, the announcement. Oh, we have a women's forum this Thursday night. For ladies only at 7. So make sure y'all come. It's going to be amazing. And we are holding out a men's fatherhood. It's not called fatherhood anymore, right? The men's conference. We normally do it on Father's Day weekend in June. This time we have it in August because August is Men's History Month. And so we're making a part of that. And we're going to have it in Florida, uh, Orlando, Florida, this August. So save your money. Get ready for it. We'll have more information about it soon. The tickets will be available by the end of this week. All right. We're going to have a hoot nanny of a time in Florida. All right. So get ready, guys. We're going to have fun. And thank you for your donation and your support. We'll read all your Super Chats and D-Live tomorrow. Don't forget to like, follow, tweet, ring the bell, subscribe. Anything else, James? Nope. That's all. Okay. Uh, and, right. And listen, y'all, stop it. Just live your life. Don't compare yourself to anyone. Don't want to be like anyone. Wish everybody well. And just be you. It's nothing like being you. It really is amazing. And God will cause you to become you. All right? He'll cause that to happen. Oh, where's Adriana? Oh, Adriana. Come down here so they can see who you are. We need your emails and things like that. And if you want a copy of our mail letter, I mean, I have a newsletter. We put out an amazing newsletter. We need you a physical address. Come down here. So see Adriana after this for your emails and stuff. This is the lady that went to the party and she wasn't invited. <laughs> she had to see her man. <laughs> so thank you all. It was amazing meeting today. Thank you so much. All right. Appreciate it.